I say, what a wonderful butler. He's so violent. Hello. I'm called the doctor. That's Romana. That's Duggan. You must be the Countess Scaglione. And this is clearly a delightful Louis Cairns chair. May I sit in it? I say, haven't they worn well? Thank you, Herman. That'll be all. Doctor, you're being very pleasant with me. Well, I'm a very pleasant fellow. But I didn't invite you here for social reasons. Yes, I could see that the moment you didn't ask me to have a drink. Well, I will have a drink. How you come to mention it? Yes, do come in, everybody. Romana, sit down over there. Duggan. Now, Duggan, you sit there. Do sit down if you want to come. Oh, all right. Now, isn't this nice? The only reason you were brought here was to explain exactly why you stole my bracelet. Ah, well, that's my job. You see, I'm a thief. This is Romana. She's my accomplice. And this is Duggan. He's a detective who's been kind enough to catch me. That's his job. You see, our two lines of work dovetail beautifully. Very interesting. I was rather under the impression that Mr. Duggan was following me. Ah, well... You're a beautiful woman, probably. And Duggan was trying to sum up the courage to ask you out to dinner, weren't you, Duggan? Who sent you? Welcome to Two Guys, a Girl, on the podcast. We're talking classic, classic, classic (laughs) Doctor Who today. And we're going to be visiting the city of death. I am Ken. Jeff. Annie. You could tell that I like when I like episodes because I I make better um, introductions to them. It's not like... And today we're talking about um, Super Nemesis, boom, boom <laughs> um, or something like that. You know, City of Death. Of course, there's Kablam! But anyways, City of Death is written by three, three people. people. Yeah, David Fisher, Douglas Adams, of course you can tell, and then Graham Williams. There's well, some stuff on that. Technically, it was all Douglas Adams. For the most part. Well, they, they had to rewrite some of it, I guess, for him. Yeah. Uh, do we want to talk about anything else before we go into this episode, or are we just kind of ready to go into it? I think we're I've ready been, to go. Uh, well, I've been watching Strange New Worlds, Star Trek. Yeah. It's They did a time travel one, which was kind of weird. What did you think they of the first season? always do time travel in Star Trek. There's always time travel there. I like the first season. I thought the first season was spectacular. This season has been a little rockier. Um, well, the main cap- Captain Pike's only been in one episode, really. Well, um, and, and the time travel even, yeah, yeah. wasn't as good. but I thought it was okay. Yeah, no, it, it's it's not been nearly as good as the first season, but it's been it's been fine. It's not as horrible as Discovery, but... <laughs> I've been watching Picard. Well, started watching Picard, and I was just like, too little, too late. What, third season? Yeah. No. Third season is probably the best Star Trek we've seen since. And I, that's why I said, yeah. too little, well, too yeah. late. Yeah, it probably, first off, it's meant to be the last season anyway, so it's not like it's going to be, well, you just started watching it. I'm not going to mention anything. So, <laughs> um, But, yeah, it's. I hope it turns the corner of the Star Trek franchise, both of those shows, because they're they're better than the other ones. We'll see. Um, yeah, so let's go into let's go visit the city of death, which is Paris. Yeah, we got some good shots of the Doctor Romana running through Paris. All these clever camera angles. 
Yeah, and again, um, there's a. I like that stuff. And the, the thing that they did differently with that than they, I think Tom Baker mentioned this in an interview. He said, when they're in England filming, they're swamped with people. But I guess they hadn't shown Doctor Who in France at this point. So they and were. So they had to, free reign to do yeah, whatever they, they wanted. And, and you look, I'm watching the people's reactions because, mm -hmm. and most people don't react to it. A couple of people turn their heads, but it's like you would see if you saw something like that, wouldn't you turn your head and go, what's that? But maybe back then it was just kind of like more about the running, not about the costumes either. They're, they're running down a, you know, I don't know. Run down several streets and across screens and all over, all over the place. Yeah, it's I mean, too bad. Yeah. When they're in Paris, they didn't get permission to actually film in the Louvre. Because that would have been something. Yeah. That would have been a lot. That's a big ask. Yeah. Um, and, and when they crossed streets, it was kind of, you can tell it was just like they didn't cordon off the streets and. They just went out, ran across the street, and it's like, geez, they could have gotten hit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, I always wondered if you hear about hear from someone who says, "Yeah, I was driving a car, and this Tom Baker guy ran out in front of my car, and I had to stop." You know, but anyways, um, the story is basically. I don't know if we mentioned much about the story about sea devils when we recorded that earlier, but anyways, we did the story for this is there's a guy in a ship and it blows up and it causes the birth of humans. And then he gets splintered into time and he's trying to go back and basically stop his ship from exploding, which if you didn't know about the, the idea that humans were created, you would, the doctor would even probably try to help this guy because, yeah, he's, um, even though he's a bad guy and he's killing people, why wouldn't you try to help this guy whose ship exploded? But unfortunately, it ended up caused, sparking life on Earth. And so he, he, you know, the doctor's working against him on that. So, what did people think about this one? This is a good, solid fourth Doctor story. Yes. yes I agree. Good. Um, I thought it was... So here, here, here's my, my take on it. This is... There's a couple of episodes in the classic series that are blueprints for the new series. And this is one of them. This series had a fair amount of humor in it. Mm-hmm. Things that didn't make any sense, things that were just so over the top. And this show was criticized for its amount of humor. Now, I don't remember watching this episode going, I like the humor in this. But I don't remember going, oh, this is too humorous by any stretch. I think it, it has it's not a serious moment. It, it's a, well, this is the season where Tom Breaker starts to get too silly, but he wasn't that silly in this one. No, it I mean there's moments. Yeah, there were moments, was, but it wasn't as bad as like say the next story. <laughs> well, the humor in this is written, and it's when you have Douglas Adams, you're going to have this level of humor that's more than than usual. So maybe that's what gave it its okay. But 
when I look at the amount of humor in this episode, I go, boy, this reminds me a lot about the new show because the new show would do stuff like this. Almost every scene had some level of humor in it Mm -hmm. and stuff like, you know, Oh, we're going down. Okay. Shall we fly? You you know, like, like when they were on top of the, the um, uh, uh, Eiffel tower and it's like, no, we'll take the lift. You know, it's just like that type of humor is like, where is that? That's a Douglas Adams type of, of dialogue anyways. But, um, and there's stuff that don't make much sense. That doesn't make much sense. The guy writing, uh, drawing the picture and it's, it's the clock face time lady, which is kind of like, you know, I thought was cool at the time. And I'm thinking about it. And it's like, how did that happen? Why would someone do that? You know? Well, it depend. It would be like, it's, Maybe they're just like because it's Paris and they have the artists and they do different yeah. styles of art artist thing. It just happened to be, yeah. That's, that's how I interpret it. Maybe she like picked up on her time lady aura, you know? Yeah, yeah. And of course, the appearance of um, John Cleese in that moment—that's that little gag with the TARDIS and everything. I thought, you know, again, that was kind of funny. Obviously, it was funny, and but it, it, it certainly. I, I, I bet you Russell T. Davis loved this episode. And I think he mimicked because there was a lot of when they were running, Lala Ward had a smile on her face quite often. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that was scripted. They didn't say la- a smile when you run. I mean, initially they were just kind of running around, but when they were in danger, she was not smiling as much. But I think she was just smiling because she's running through the city of Paris, you know, in, in a costume. And so. Um, I think Russell saw that, and that's why Rose is smiling in the first episode because he's he, and they're running. You know, I think it, it has a big influence on the new show. And so, anyone who's a big fan of the new show that doesn't like the classic, they should watch this episode. I think it's probably it's one similar they, in they ways. Enjoy, yeah. Um, but, anyways, <laughs> uh, I wished. Um, Duggan would be a companion. He should have stayed with them and just like run into that, doors. That guy does come back in Travel Time Lord. The, the actor, not Duggan. Oh, really? Okay. I was going to say, I didn't remember him coming back. Yeah. He is in the first one, the security guard type dude that's oh, wearing okay. the uh, Earthshock helmet. Okay. I don't think I could take him as a companion. He's more of like a one note kind of guy. Yeah, I, I I know. I was just joking, but okay. It was like you know, like the whole thing, like like oh look, there's a window, and he just jumps out the window. Yes, it, it's like <laughs> yeah, it, it's like some of the humor is a little over the top, but um, I just I remember liking this quite a, quite a bit, and with the repeat watching of it, I was still very impressed with it. And um, certainly like it. Now, at the time I watched this, I also was happy to see that there was a lot of of Jerry Anderson slash Space 1999 connections because Julian Glover was in Space 1999, one episode. Julian Glover was in everything. He was in Indiana Jones and Star Wars. He was in Star Wars. He was in uh, Harry Potter, James Bond. But he was a very strong villain in this. You could tell that he, the level of acting he brought to the series is a lot more than you see from other, you know, yeah. villain of the week people. Yeah, he he was really good in it. I love the idea that he was 
existing in different time frames and learning about the doctor. How did you get here and stuff? And and I, I like that structure. And then I did the whole... one point where the present day one was knocked out and he was yeah. doing the conversation with the doctor back in Leonardo's time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that whole the whole concept of this was pretty pretty neat. The idea that someone could be splintered around time and then the idea that the ship explodes and stuff. It's not you know, I was going to say it's not rocket science, but it kind of is because the ship blows up and you need to know science. But um, I thought it was a pretty good written story, and he's really good in it. Um, he he also played, um, he was in the Crusade episode, William Hartnell. So that's, oh, that's right. That's he was King Richard. Yeah. Um, Catherine Schell, obviously, um, was in Space 1999. She was also in like... Um, that's not her. Did you see what her real name is? What? Catherine Von Schell or something. Ka- Catherine Schell Von Boschlott. She's from Budapest, Kingdom of Hungary. But she's oh. Brit- British. Um, she, she was also in... Um... Go ahead, say it. Say it. What, Pink, <laughs> Pink Panther? Uh, no, no. She Come was on. in Pink Panther. She was also in the James Bond movie. Uh, yeah, on Her Majesty's Secret Service and The Return of the yeah. Pink Panther. What what what, did, what what do you know her mostly from, Ken? Well, I already said Space 1999. Oh, Space 1999. Yeah. Uh, David Graham, who plays that scientist guy working with the chickens and stuff like that, he was uh, in the, quite a bit of... He did a lot of voices in Thunderbirds for Jerry wasn't Anderson. He in, wasn't he uh, in the Planet Spiders? Wasn't he like the, uh, the monk? I don't think so. Um, let's see... He was. Uh, he had a cameo in the Dalek Invasion of Earth. He was in City of Death. He, oh, he played Charlie the bartender in Gunfighters. I forgot about that. Oh. Because Shane Rimmer, who was also Thunderbirds guy, he was also in the Gunfighters too. Um, I was wrong. I think I was thinking of somebody else. He played some voices for a lot of the like mechanoids and stuff like that. He was a good voice person for Doctor Who. And the Doctor Who movie, he did voices for that too. Um, Yeah. And uh, David Graham. And um, not not to get too geeky here, but um, well, anyway, that, that's it. That's the connection. So I'm not going to go any further. It's, it's it's ridiculous if I go further. So, <laughs> um, but I thought it was a good cast. I thought Catherine Shell was really good in it. Um, yes, she was. You know. Mm-hmm bit too much chain smoking there but um i was gonna say we don't usually see a lot of smoking in doctor who yeah no you don't that that's that that you usually don't you know yeah i mean it was probably more common later earlier on and and um but yeah it's not um this is the first story to be filmed outside of england i guess um, on location, obviously, in France. The story itself got the highest rating that Doctor Who has ever gotten. Part of that is because ITV had had a strike at the time, so there was really nothing it was against. Um, yeah, uh, 16.1. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they traveled to Paris, they didn't bring K-9 along because they weren't going to have K-9 going around. 
in Paris. So that was um, good. A good thing. Yep. yep. <laughs> there was a mention of him being in the TARDIS, so they didn't oh, play yeah. completely, yeah. but. Yeah. Um, they mentioned, this is all the background stuff I was taking notes on. They mentioned the Braxiatel collection. Um, the Romana's mentioning like the different uh, for the Louvre. There, she was mentioning what about the Braxial collection? Which oh, I guess, that becomes something in the books later on. Yeah, the books and the, the books. Uh, That's um, it. Benny, yeah. Benny, you know, it's it's uh, there's we we meet a character Braxial or whatever. It's like uh, a Time Lord or something like that. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. So they they took that and used it later on for stuff. I want to say David Warner played it in the audios. So well, maybe played him in the audios. I don't remember. Hmm. Um, I, I love the, at one point the doctor's talking to Countess Scarial, Scar, Scarial, whatever I can't pronounce her Countess. name. The Countess. Yeah, she, the Countess. And she goes, he goes, uh, you are very beautiful, probably. Like, you know, he just throws that line in. Um, I think this is a really good Romana story. I don't think uh, Lala Ward's, there's some episodes where she's annoying. um, But this one she's really good in. Um, I I think this one moves really well. There's a lot of running around and stuff. So, but um, I think it's well written. I think it's well acted. About Romana, wasn't she too kind of sort of taken uh, naive about help helping uh, the count get back? She's oh, he just wants to get back, so I'm going to help him fix his time thing. But how would she? Well, you know just that? said you, you just said earlier this is the kind of thing the doctor would do if it wasn't for the fact it would destroy the human race. Yeah, how would she know that it would it would start the human race up though? Yeah, but it, it had to do with time, though. She Why didn't she just say, oh, we could take you back in the TARDIS instead of, and the, the chicken guy might still be alive. <laughs> it just didn't seem like she would, she just seemed like too eager to help him instead of like being a little suspicious. Well, I thought she was being forced to help him, so. Mm. I don't know. Because the oh, doctor right. comes back in. He goes, yeah, you did what? Well, I don't know why um, he didn't... Um... Uh, Scarroth, why why he didn't say, hey, you, why don't we just use your TARDIS instead of my device? Or no, he was splintered, so the TARDIS wouldn't have necessarily worked. He needed something to put himself back together again, right? So maybe that's well, no, why he went. That I don't think so. Part of him went back in time to stop his that part of him from splintering. So the splinter okay. part was going okay. back. Well, then they, they, they should have just, Scarra should have just said, Doctor, bring me back in your TARDIS and help me out, or Ramana or whatever. But they didn't do that. They just said, let's, let's fix your device. And, of course, the doctor's like, no, no, you can't do that because you're going to prevent the... Uh... But, I mean, couldn't the doctor have s- saved him and then s- set off another explosion to start the... You know, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those fixed points in time before the, before it was called fixed point in time, I think. So that was the point of this story, but um, uh, let's see what else goes on in this episode. 
I wanted to mention the costumes. I think the costumes were very good in this episode. The outfit Ramada looks is one of her iconic outfits that you were seeing at um, conventions. conventions for a while. Yeah. yeah. And I just I just like the costumes they had. Um, the count in. I mean, I know it was the 70s, so they're kind of over the top, but it was the 70s. That's what people were expecting at that time. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like was that the baddies wore black hats. I thought that was kind of a cliche. Oh. But even that wasn't that bad. No, I wasn't that bad. I didn't even... I don't think I really paid attention to that point. I like when the doctor's like, uh, I really don't want to be tortured by someone with cold hands. Yes, that was another funny line. Douglas Adams influence, I'm sure. And the other line that I liked is, um, boy, I hope they didn't, they weren't stupid enough to go back to the chateau. Dear doctor, we've gone back to the chateau. <laughs> um, that note that he gives the doctor, she gives the doctor later on. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the weakest part of this story was the countess hearing about the doctor saying that the green monster with a one eye and then she looks up this obscure book and sees one art drawing of the alien of this jagara and then suddenly goes you who are you and, and has him at gunpoint i thought that was a little um a big jump in logic for her well she had her suspicions earlier remember they showed her trying to get into the room when he was had the mask off okay you know so he was obviously keeping something from her yeah. And I'm betting that she had suspicions all along. They were just kind of, this just kind of gave her something concrete to imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Then she saw the scroll when he was on it. Yeah. Well, I thought it was an overreaction to a degree, but. Um, and. Um, yeah, I think this is a really good one. I think. Um, I've grown to appreciate. Um, some more classic episodes of late and this we go back to that whole thing where when we watch these episodes do they go up or down compared to what we had and I think um, to a degree I think this one's about the same because I, I don't think it's gotten much better in my opinion but it, it certainly hasn't gotten any worse it's it's definitely one of my favorites mm-hmm. um, and the fact that it's how it has connection to the new series where it just feels like a new new series episode more so than a lot of them because it has that humor it makes me feel like a hypocrite because i've been criticizing the humor for the new show and here i am saying well city of death really good but it's not like the whole show is like that um there's just this one episode if and you're then, going to introduce someone to doctor who would you show them this this series this episode probably i think one of the, I know you've asked that before, one of the criteria of showing them an episode would be you want them to, you, you, you kind of want them to get hooked. Mm-hmm. And I've done this before. I've shown my wife Doctor Who episodes in the past, and it's just, doesn't do it, falls, <laughs> you know, it doesn't go anywhere. And when the new show came out, I showed her the new show because I kind of said to her, yeah, it's really not that good, but I think you'll like it because it's it's kind of um, and, and she didn't, so it's like okay. Oh. Even, even Melanie, I showed an episode, and I thought she would like it because of the humor and stuff like that. But uh, and part of it is the name Doctor Who. It just you're not going to be able to get past that. But I think this would be a good one because I think it 
you don't want to set their expectations too high and show them the best episode. But we did this with Julia. We showed her when we first got her into classic Doctor Who. She was with us for a while doing the classic series, and she just couldn't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. Especially six-parters and stuff like that. Like Silerians is like, forget it. But um, this was, I thought, you know, we, we had episodes like this where we said, like she mentioned Horror Fane Rock in one of our reviews recently. Mm-hmm. I thought that was one of the better episodes. I thought she would like that. It's a four-parter, and she didn't like it. And it's like, oh, well, if you didn't like that, <laughs> Talons of Wayne Chan. No, okay, well, what about, you know, it's just, so, there was a couple she liked. She liked a couple of the Ace episodes that we showed her, but not enough to stick with it. And so this one I think she would have enjoyed, but then again, I said that about a lot of stories and she might be criticizing it and saying, well, the monster looked horrible and yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but I think, I think this is a good one, but this doesn't, I think this is a good one to show first because it's good enough that I think it'll, it'll attract people to watch more, but they're not all, this isn't representative of all the episodes because it is a little bit more humorous. And if you show them like Nightmare on Eden or something right after this, I think they'd cut that down. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That's the creature from the pit, too, it comes right after this. Right. But, um, but I put this right up there with some of those other ones. Like, you know, it's probably for Tom Baker, it's definitely in my top 10. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd agree with that. It, it, for me, I guess Kate said right off, it's a very strong Fourth Doctor episode. Yeah. Of course it is. It's probably the top five of his era. Yeah. Um definitely. It's um it's fun too. It's a it's a fun episode to watch. I, I, I would think that this would be a fun episode to watch at a convention. Um mm-hmm. because it just yeah, because it's just, you know, there's laughing. You, you're la- I, again, here I am being hypocritical. I don't want to laugh when I'm watching Doctor Who. I want to be, but this one's, a, it's good humor, not a Right. Not, oh, look at that creature. Ha, 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 ha. Mm-hmm. Even though they, when they take the mask off, that creature head doesn't look quite right, but whatever. It, like, well, it, it, is, it almost comes it, off with the mask <laughs> That's what they had for the times. I know. I just, you know, you got to take that with a grain of salt. But it does. That doesn't bother me because the episode's good. If the episode mm-hmm. wasn't good, I would be picking it apart. That's you know, and spoiler. If you want to stay tuned for our next uh, recording, that's the one that I'm going to pick apart to death. But, um, but yeah, because it's so good, I don't care about the minor stuff about it. You know, little mm-hmm. mistakes here and there. But, anyways. Okay, this is a short one, so that means we must have liked it. Yeah. Anything more about this one? Nope. No, I think we're good. Thanks for listening. <laughs>